Now today's federal newscast, I'm Eric White. The Office of Personnel Management wants agencies to consider how many people they need to accomplish tasks and redefine their jobs for a new era of automation and artificial intelligence. Acting Director Kathleen McGinnigan says OPM will issue new guidance on how agencies reskill and upskill current and new federal employees for different kinds of work. She says agencies should consider how new jobs will balance technology with human collaboration. OPM is facing more criticism for its post-cyber breach contracting effort. The Inspector General of the Office of Personnel Management says the agency failed to fully follow acquisition regulations in awarding its second post-breach contract for identity management services. Auditors say in awarding the $133 million deal to ID experts in September 2015, OPM misfired across 15 areas. The IG says among the FAR provisions OPM failed to comply with were the acquisition plan, the market research plan, the technical evaluation plan, and various other contractual documents were incomplete or unapproved. I'm Jason Miller. The Trump administration may have made further cuts to the IRS budget in its fiscal 2019 budget proposal, but Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin asks members of the House Appropriations Committee to give it close to an extra $400 million. The money would go towards fiscal 2018 and 2019 to implement the new tax reform law. The extra funding would also offset some of the budget cuts in areas like customer service and cybersecurity. White House counselor Kellyanne Conway violated the Hatch Act during a pair of television interviews earlier this year, according to the Office of Special Counsel. The Hatch Act forbids federal employees from expressing their views about candidates while on the job. Conway encouraged Alabama voters to support Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore over his challenger Doug Jones. President Donald Trump endorsed Moore, but the Hatch Act doesn't apply to the president or vice president. President Trump announces his intent to appoint Andrew Montz to the Merit Systems Protection Board. Montz will be the vice chairman of the board if confirmed by the Senate. He's been an attorney with the Social Security Administration's Office of General Counsel since 2008. The MSPB has been without a quorum for more than a year. Seven U.S. Senators urge Congress to give the Defense Department more budget flexibility this year. They know DOD will only have six months to spend its 2018 funds if a defense appropriations bill is passed by the end of March. The letter is signed by both Democrats and Republicans. Brent Park gets the nod from the Senate Armed Services Committee to become the next Deputy Administrator of Defense Nuclear Nonproliferation at the National Nuclear Security Agency. Park, a nuclear physicist, was formerly the director of the NNSA Remote Sensing Laboratory. Oracle becomes the latest IT service provider to get the DoD's blessing to handle sensitive data in the cloud. The Defense Information Systems Agency says it's granted an 18-month provisional authorization for services. The company plans to operate across three of its own data centers at impact level 5. Except for secret level data, that's the top of the hierarchy for DoD's cloud security classifications. The Air Force says it's setting up a new center to train its officers in information operations. The branch announced in 2016 it was creating a specialized career field for I.O., the military's term for a wide variety of activities, including electronic warfare and offensive cyber operations. The school will be located in Hurlburt Field in Florida. The National Background Investigations Bureau will set up a surge office at Hill Air Force Base to help deal with the backlog of pending security clearances. 18 members of the NBIB will travel to the Air Force Base in March. A second team will come in in April and will likely be a third team that comes in in May. Hill Air Force Base says it has over 1,200 open background investigations. Setting up a surge office will help NBIB investigators cut back on travel time to conduct interviews. NBIB set up other surge offices at Air Force bases in Ohio and Texas last fall. 
One veteran service organization is launching a new mental health partnership with Veterans Affairs. AMVETS is starting the Healthcare Evaluation Advocacy and Legislation, or HEAL, program. The organization will be sending AMVETS licensed clinicians out to communities to help veterans navigate the complicated array of VA programs. AMVETS will also help set up a healthcare hotline. AMVETS will also set up a healthcare hotline to help veterans with their questions, and it will hold town halls across the country to hear veterans' concerns about mental health. David Shulkin hopes to reach more veterans who aren't within the department system. Health and Human Services launches an initiative to give people more control over their health data. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. It's called a blue button tool after the long-standing Veterans Affairs program that lets vets access their own health data. It even has a similar name. My Health eData, according to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, will give the same access to regular citizens. CMS says 100 provider organizations have agreed to join in what it's dubbing Medicare Blue Button 2.0. I'm Tom Temin. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.